to another episode of Rewired Podcast. My name is Kelly. Bailey's not with us tonight, but uh, once again, we're really excited to have a special guest here. We have Melvin Jackson Jr. from The Wire. Uh, probably our listeners remember that he played Bernard, uh, really a pivotal character when it comes to kind of turning the plot around in, in season three, and uh, Melvin will talk about that in greater detail but uh thank you so much for being here um we were able to reach out to melvin through social media and that's one of the best parts for us about hosting this podcast is there's such an awesome community online of of um fans and melvin you were just telling me a moment ago about the um kind of fandom that still exists (laughs) for how long the wire has kind of been off the air so Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah. um, Why don't you start by telling us kind of how you got into the show. You were just saying you were a fan first. So you're like the rest of us. Yes. How did that get started? Um, I was definitely a fan of the show and I watched it and I was like, man, this is such a great show. I got to be a part of it. And I don't know how, um, I... I don't know if I submitted something or what happened, but I know I kept getting called to um, from casting to be an extra on the show, um, background actors as they call it now. Um, and I and I turned it down several times. I think it was like three or four, my fourth time um, until I actually said yes because I was like I don't want to you know be an extra and I'm only getting fifty dollars for eight hours. And, you know it wasn't a lot, and so I'm I decided to do it. I was like, well maybe this is God testing me. I'll go ahead. I did it and yeah, I met Wood Harris and me and him connected. I met other cast members and. You know, continued to do extra. I think I did extra um, like two two times, and then just being able to audition. Now I went from auditioning to for the show and um, auditioned fifteen times before I finally got the role of Bernard after a callback. And I went in there and Pat Moran casting um, she, after the callback. She was like, "Do exactly what you did before. You got this." And I felt like this role was for me. And you know, I just went. I remember going to the bathroom for the first time and just like, "Okay, let's look the part. You got this. You got this." And then to go into a callback with, you know, the producers and cast director and them stopping me and saying, you got this? Like, I never heard that before. So it just let me know that I had, you know, them cheering for me. And then I booked the role. I remember I was at work. I was going to the cafeteria and I got the call saying that I, that I booked the role and then you thought I won a million dollars because I just went crazy. And it was it was Aww. such a, a great experience and such a great moment. And to be a fan of something and working as an extra and, and then kind of graduate and be a part of the cast is truly a blessing and a dream come true. Yeah, that's so great to hear. Like um, the moment you got the call, how long was that process from kind of when you started as um, uh, extra, as you said, to this multiple auditions and then, and then getting that phone call? I want to say season one, season, yeah, between season one, season two. And, you know, it went all the way, of course, into season three until I finally landed something. So, um, yeah, like it was a process. It wasn't easy. And it was all about persistence. And the, and the funny thing is that um, I was submitting my headshot on a piece of paper. And that's how I got the. So I got my, you know, my first major role, you know, submitting my headshot on a piece of paper. So it's it. it if you're right for, the, for something, they'll they'll call you, you know, and. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, I think one of the things that um, Bailey, my sister, and I really love about The Wire, and a lot of people love about The Wire, is the authenticity behind it. Of um, There's a lot of uh, 
people involved in the show that are from the area. Um, I know that you uh, spent some time in BC, so yes. you weren't too far away from Baltimore. But were you living there at the time, or did well, you kind of go to for the show? I'm from DC, but I was li- living in Maryland at the time that I got the show. Um, I wasn't too far, but um, you know that area, like we, you know, we know about Baltimore, and you know this story was just so, 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 so different, you know. And it was, um, it's, it's just amazing, just the characters that they had, you know, in in the show. So it was, you know, it's always good when you can find something that's in your area, and you're trying to break into the business. And so, like that was like the major thing for me. And so to have that in my city, I mean, or in, or in my area that I'm in and not have to go to Hollywood first was true, true, you know, true blessing. Cause normally times you gotta go to New York or LA. So it was like, once I had that, I was able to now move into the next, you know, level of, of my career. And that would, that just opened the doors, so many doors. It was, it's just crazy. Yeah. Well, and, um, the, keeping the show, keeping the wire sort of local to Baltimore and really depicting Baltimore as it is, is, is one of those things that makes it uh, really amazing to watch is because it's not sort of a Hollywood production. Yes. There's so much realism there. What um, did you think when you read about your character's arc and uh, Bernard kind of is the change point for uh getting the whole uh, organization bested by the burner phone. Did you know that that was coming uh, all the way along, or did you kind of start script by script? Pretty much script by script. Like, I really didn't know too much about the character. I, from what I heard, that the my uh, Bernard was only supposed to be in maybe one or two episodes, um, but I think they liked the chemistry of me and um, Squeak. And, um, yeah. And I, I think that they decided to to continue the story. You know, they they David Simon they they chuckled every time. You know, we had a take, and they just loved it. They was like, "Man, you guys know each other." We just first day we met, we just clicked, and the chemistry was 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 on from there. And so um, it it just and when when something works, it works, and it just continued on, and um, it ended up being a storyline. So this this it was a setup before we even got there where they talked about Bernard you know, before I even was, was, was seen. So it was good that they're setting it up. They're talking about it. And so it's one of those roles where you have a role that some people won't forget. All you got to say is the guy that had the cell phones, that got everybody locked up and they know because they're mad at you. I had so many people mad at me like, man, you got everybody locked up and listening to that girl. So, um, it was definitely, it's always good. Like I said, good when you play a role that people remember and you could just simply say one line, you know, the famous line, I can't wait to go to jail and everybody, like, or want you to say it. So it's one of those things where you have that one line that people can can always say or, or just be like, oh, we know you from that. So yeah, it is. <laughs> very memorable. And, and uh, the chemistry was uh, great to watch. Like you said, The Wire is not really a very funny show because it's depicting a lot of right. serious topics. But um, there were moments of sort of comic relief, like like the line that you just said. Uh, can't wait to go to jail, which is, um, you know, it had me chuckling. I think a lot of people <laughs> kind of kind of enjoyed that because with such serious topics being uh, portrayed, you you need a little lightness every right. now and then. And did you go into that kind of kind of with a comedic relief um, thought process, or were you just 
No, How I mean, you it, I, guess? I was so new to it. Like I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm was not seasoned at all. Like I did, like I didn't have any professional training. So I'm looking at other actors and I'm just going with the flow. And, um, you know, me and, uh, Clark Peters, I always would throw lines at him and, you know, and see if he would catch it. And that was our thing. I would throw a line, say my line, and then he would, you know, say, say a line. So just make sure that we on, uh, you know, stay on, on point. And that was just our test so I can keep making sure that um, I didn't say get intimidated because it's just like these guys are seasoned. And here I am coming in at fresh, fresh face, fresh eyes. And I'm just trying to do my part to, to tell a story. And so um, I, I think it was simply I did what the director told me to do, producers told me to do and kind of went from there. Like I didn't have the, the luxury of like, oh, let me add this. Let me say this. So that line of. I uh, can't wait to go to jail. Was simply like I, th- I want to say it was Ernest Dickerson that even dropped that line for me, or said that made me have me say that line. I'm not I'm not sure, but I, I remember uh, it wasn't me because I remember it was it was said that that line was something I ad libbed, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna take credit for that. That I wish it was, but I did <laughs> I did not uh, come up with that line. But it was it was, um, it was definitely because you know you have this woman in your ear and you like, oh my god, I can't wait to go to jail, and it's like. Yeah. It's real. <laughs> well, that's uh, very honest of you to not take credit for the line then, and uh, we have it then on the record, like <laughs> ad it, but it, uh, it was great. Um, how was your experience, kind of coming in to uh, at later seasons when there's rapport developed already among the cast and crew, and um, tell us about kind of who you made friends with. You already right. mentioned Wood Harris. Yeah. It, it was such a full circle moment, like the simple fact that I met Wood Harris when I was an extra, and me and him connected instantly and exchanged numbers, and we talked about music stuff, and then to get cast as part of his crew was a full circle moment. And I mean, I've been a fan of Wood Harris since Above the Rim days, and you know other stuff. So it was just simply like, like he was just such a down to earth person, and you know Clark Peters, of course, and uh, Trey Chaney, and uh, who else? Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Um. Uh, you gotta help. Uh, Andre Andre Royal. Um. So yeah, I was yeah, around Andre them all. Royal, yeah. Uh, me, um, like, like yeah. you mentioned, Clark Peters. Yeah. Um, so though. Yep. Idris Elba. Idris, I didn't. I didn't because we didn't have any scenes together. I didn't quite meet. I didn't connect with Idris until we kind of had like wire parties, and that's when I connected okay. more with him. But on set, we really didn't have any scenes together. We passed each other. Um. You know, talk briefly the day he was he got he got killed, um, and then um, and then we did of course when we did a the wire fo- a big wire photo shoot uh, with the cast, um, we we connected, but it wasn't too much while we were shooting. It was more so after after the fact. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's kind of a extensive cast, right? There's yeah. so many characters, which is um, great because we get to see a lot of different perspectives in the wire. Um, and as you already alluded to, sometimes it's, uh, just the short character arcs that are super memorable, um, like Bernard, uh, what, what was your experience like kind of in the years since The Wire, uh, you said a lot of people kind of remember that character. Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing, the people that I've met and, like, you know, oh, my God. Like, it just, like, it was so, the interesting thing, and this is how beautiful the show is. It's, like, you don't know who's a fan of you or who's of the show, um, but to get a phone call from Snoop Dogg 
about your performance and saying, man, like I've been trying to track you down and I just finished watching The Wire and I'm on my way to Amsterdam. I think he was in Amsterdam, on his way to Amsterdam. And it was like, man, you guys killed it. You did your thing. And, you know, me and him have now been friends ever since, um, you know, just meeting him at a studio and then him calling me. I'm like, Snoop is calling me. And I was at work at the time. And I just remember, like, I think I had the voicemail because he left the voicemail and I kept trying to call him back. Uh, the next day, and of course, it took forever to finally get in touch with him, and then you know, call him on a Sunday, and you know, we we talked, and he he just has never forgot my name. Like that's it's it's a beautiful thing when someone like like that, that's someone you grew up listening to or grew up looking up to, um, calls you because they don't have to. This guy's busy, but they called you to tell you a great what a great job you did. That for me meant a lot, and those are the type of calls I would get all the time from other hip-hop artists and people trying to get on the show like hey can you can i get on the show and i'm like it's not my show guys <laughs> um but it's simply i remember one time uh meeting samuel jackson and he was walking away and i you know so i said hey i'm melvin jackson from the wire and he like took a he turned back and said hey what's going on like it's just when you say the wire untouched you know it's just a different reaction like people like oh yo my like it's it, it's mind-blowing it's really mind-blowing but i remember meeting oprah and i was talking to her about the wire and she's like I haven't seen that yet. I said, "Well, we got to make sure you see it. We got to make sure you see it." So I'm sure I'm not sure if she's seen it yet, but it was. You don't uh, know if she ever watched today. I'm not sure. She may have, but I'm sure she's now that she's interviewed a bunch of people from the show. She may have, but I know that back then she didn't. You know, she hadn't watched it yet. But um, I was next time I see her, I ask her, "Have you watched The Wire yet?" <laughs> yeah, it's like mandatory viewing. Yes, um, I would say it's like consistently ranked as the number one television show of all time and the legacy of the wire and the way people still kind of return to it and it's just as relevant more relevant uh today as it was when it first aired um it's one of those shows that won't die man it's it's uh, it's i like I've, I've, i'm it's interesting when you hear about people being a part of something a cult classic all these things and it's like oh man but like to be a part of something yourself and get to experience it like when people are quoting your 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 lines people are are like oh i don't know you were on the wire and it's just like it's like a a rebirth of something and then you're finally getting new fans and you have people hitting you up on social media and it's like man like you think about something you did many many moons ago and you think don't think that oh you know people are not gonna remember from that or this is not gonna be a thing and it's still relevant to this day people continue to still talk about it in songs and movies you see shows even this is us they quoted the wire and i was like what <laughs> um it was what something they say? i didn't see that oh this is us well i think it was season it was maybe last it was not if not last season it was the season before it was it was randall randall actually either randall or um his um his wife said something in the show um Sterling K Brown's character and he was like something in regards to, I forgot exactly what it was it was but it said the wire they said the wire and then we watching um the Baltimore Ravens game and it was like chess piece and it's like you got to you know talking about Omar and it was talking about the wire and it was just basketball they were the basketball game happening and I guess the team was getting blown out and they just started talking about the wire in the in wild broadcasting I'm like this is crazy it's like have you seen the wire yeah, oh yeah the wire is amazing and it's just like, what is happening? I think it was only um, maybe a, a month or two ago. The the wire was um, built into a clue on Jeopardy, and, <sighs> and that was done also previously. Like it's been a clue on Jeopardy a couple of times, mm. and 
uh, when you have kind of like that level of just recognition from everyone. I mean, as far as asking people, have you seen The Wire? My sister and I do that constantly because we find, you know, if people haven't watched The Wire, they're really missing out yeah. on a rich experience. And uh, what what was your kind of, um, when you got onto the show and started working with the show, did it change your experience as a viewer? You were already a fan. Absolutely. It, it like, it was just made me appreciate it even more as a fan because you get to see the work done behind it and you also found out that these are real people like these are authentic like even the characters would um avon barksdale all these people are real people but also the backs the backdrop of baltimore are actually real people who live in baltimore like those houses are real houses those abandoned houses those are people living actually living in those houses and everything you see on the show is authentic there's no there's no make you know makeup there that's those rural streets you see, that's Baltimore. Like, I remember one time they was telling me they were shooting, um, and then down the street somebody got shot, and you just and blood was just coming down the street, you know, while they're shooting. And just it's just that real, like where people are trying to figure out what are you doing in our neighborhood, you know, and then you got they got to go and pay them and make sure that they're good. They're okay, all right, can we shoot? Yeah. And so it was just, I mean, a really real situation, and I feel like it was a collective effort from Baltimore allowing us to come into their city and shoot and tell the story that people from Baltimore, a lot of people, some people from Baltimore don't watch the show because they like, I lived it I already. So they don't have to watch it to know what it is. So um, I definitely, for me as a viewer, took took even more appreciation uh, to, to it because now I got to see the work that we put into it and understanding like this is a collaborative effort and there's, there's so much that goes behind the scenes that to, to make this thing really work. Yeah, I've, I've heard that before, that some people who are local to Baltimore um, aren't fans of the show or didn't watch the show, and and maybe for some people it's because it kind of depicts a lot of corruption across all these different systems and institutions, like the police yeah. and the uh, city council and the mayor's office and the state's attorney's office <laughs> and um, the school system and kind of flaws in all of um these systems that are running the city in a way right um but that's also kind of the realism that makes the show really great and that's not necessarily specific to baltimore it's kind of an an american story in a right. way yeah, it was even I mean, so. My sister and I live in Canada. <laughs> we live in Canada, so we shouldn't comment too much about uh, the American story. But nah, but it was even yeah. so so bad to where one of the cast members, um, I believe, was working um, in the political space, and because he was on the show, he couldn't. It was even one or the other, so he ended up having to leave the show because of things that were written. It, it just. It, it affected, you know, him working on on the, you know, it just was, yeah, it was a, I say a conflict of interest, but it's one of those things where it's just like, they didn't like what was being written. And so they were just like, yeah, if you're working with us, you can't be a part of the show. So oh, he, he left the well, show. I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, it comes down to that kind of when it's about shaping the narrative. Yeah. But, um, curious, I, I like to ask everybody this, as a viewer, of the show and a fan of the show, tell us 
uh, your kind of favorite seasons, favorite characters? You can choose yourself if you want to. I uh, know favorite favorite a season was definitely season three. Um, favorite character was Stringer Bell. Um, he simply just had a swagger about him. He was simply, you know, went from wanting to just be a, to wanting to be go from a hustler to actual legit businessman, and he just had a. Uh, um, he, he if you watch the the, the pop power, he was like the the modern. He was the he was the earlier version of Ghost, where he wanted to be legit, and um, you still have your street life, but you also legit. Um, and he was just he was a mastermind behind what he was doing, and um, things certain things just caught up with him, you know. But he had reasons for what he did, and he was the guy that kept he was the glue that kept the the boat together, so to say, and kept the ship sailing. So I definitely liked Stringer Bell. Yeah, um, love Stringer Bell. It was hard to lose Stringer Bell <laughs> in the show. Yeah. Um, did you know about uh, the various character deaths um, ahead of time? Like, how much insight did you have into what was coming down in, in the storyline? Well, I, I definitely knew about Stringer Bell because we, uh, the day, like I said, the day he was getting killed, I was there that day on set. Um, yeah. So, but it was like, even though I knew... I still was I still was in disbelief when I saw it, you know. On, yeah. When I was watching with the viewers, it was still a shock to me. So I was like, I can imagine how other people felt they didn't know. It was like, wow, this really just happened. Wow, that's when you know, yeah. like, oh, if Stringer can go, anybody can go. That's the one thing you're reading your script, making sure, okay, all right, Bernard's just in jail. Okay, maybe it's a possibility I may come back. But when you're dead, you're dead. You're not coming back. It's not the soap operas. Yeah. Yeah, and The Wire kind of um, gets the viewers ready for that early. Like when we lose D'Angelo in, yeah. in season two, who, um, when I first saw the show, like I thought D'Angelo was our main character. Right. And so that was a surprise to me. And then Frank Sabaka and, and Stringer, as you just said, and then Bodie and Omar. And it, it kind of, um, it, it does, as you say, like make you think if, this character can go. No one is safe in this show. And that, uh, I think, is hard on the viewer, but in a good way. Right. You know, it's not trying to appeal to the audience. It's just being real. Absolutely. Um, the character deaths later on, uh, Bodhi, Omar, mm -hmm. I, I think uh, none of those get easier, even though we're kind of braced for losing characters when it's set up in the beginning. Right. Um, how did uh, the cast kind of react to that behind the scenes? Um, you know, Stringer, for instance, or or the other folks that we lose along the way? I mean, I think for Stringer, it was definitely a surprise and I think even for him he wasn't too happy because he's like oh man what I'm gonna do like you know and I think what David Simon said man you're gonna go off and be a star like yeah. you're gonna go you're gonna be all right and I think that sometimes as actors you're you don't want to get killed off something you love doing and then you're like am I gonna get work <laughs> am I gonna you know so um I think it's always bittersweet because you know it's a story has to be told and if this is part of the story then we as actors can't be bigger than the story. Because um, you're seeing it a lot more now with shows where people get killed the first episode or two or, or first season. And he's like, oh, this is supposed to be the main character. No. It's just shock yeah. value. And I think that The Wire was probably one of the first shows that, that, was, that started doing that, killing off main people. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think the wire set that um, kind of new method of doing things for shows that came later, like Game of Thrones, for yeah. instance, which uh, kind of does that a lot to kill off characters that people like. But um, just from a working relationship, like when when people come in and out of the show, is it kind of hard to say goodbye to the friend? I mean, not that it's goodbye forever, but um, when you don't get to work t- together anymore, uh, do you try to stay in touch or, or how does no, absolutely. How does that go? I mean, a lot of us stay stay in touch, and you know, we we're like a family. So either if we haven't seen each other for many years, or we we as soon as we see each other, it's it's like a family reunion. And so we, a lot of us haven't worked together, excuse me, at all, but we know of each other. So it was like like Mac Wells was one, you know, um, Holito, McCullum, um, even Michael B. Jordan. Like I never worked with those, but we became friends, and because we know each other from the show. So I remember going and meeting Mac Wilds and he was like, man, I was watching you guys when I was, you know, they were the next generations coming up. So they was watching us and preparing for their opportunity. So um, just to see those young men become stars and, you know, continue to keep in contact with them is a beautiful thing. We actually even had a, a wire watch party with Julito uh, did um, doing, I want to say during the summertime. And we watched season was from season one to season five. And we had a Zoom watch party, and I connect, we connected with other fans, and even had Mike, uh, Michael B. Jordan. He he was on came through, and you had um, Jamie Hector. You had um, the list goes on. You had so many people. I think Wendell Pierce was one, and Seth Gilliam, and you had everybody coming on, you know, at certain times and saying hello to to fans, and it was a beautiful thing. It was something great to be a part of, and it was you know we did it on I think I want to say on it was every pretty much every day I think it was until the season was over. Um, we actually, we were uh, able to join uh, one of those watch parties. Okay. It was so fun to yes. see all the interaction. And and uh, Julito was on our podcast last year, and it was amazing to hear uh, from him. And kind of, especially as, as all these young actors, all those names that you just listed, the, the talent of all the young folks on the show was so impressive and um i guess everyone kind of grew up together right. in a way over the course of working on on the wire absolutely it's um it's amazing how many stars have, have come from the wire and you know michael b jordan is he, he's a household name you know killing already know he was gonna do well and you know what he was doing and you know wood harris and idris and um, yeah, just so many people have just been an amazing thing. Like Brandon Fobbs, who played Fruit, is my, my best friend. And we were actually together yesterday. So it, it's like we are definitely a family. Trey Cheney is like my brother. And um, we, we definitely all keep in contact. And, you know, we're all doing doing our thing to support each other. And we're looking forward to doing a project projects together. And that, that's my goal. It's like I want us to, a lot of us, to do a project together, as many as I can of, of cast members from The Wire. Like that's that's my dream dream project is for us to collectively do some stuff together. As as people already, a lot of them are working together anyway already. Trey Cheney and and um, J D Williams are doing a project together, and um, you got Wood Harris doing stuff with other people from the wire. So yeah, it's it's constantly we're constantly working with each other one way or another. Yeah, well, there's so much chemistry there. Uh, makes makes sense. Um, even the David Simon productions before the wire. Um, 
the corner and, and homicide lays on the street. And since uh, there's a lot of crossover among among the cast and crew, and clearly because everyone works so well together. Right. Uh, what would your project be? Do you know what you'd like to get everyone working together on? Um, it's definitely going to be a drama. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know if it would be TV or film. I mean, maybe both. Who knows? But I I think it just would have to definitely be something to um, to help us continue to showcase our talent and, and for us to like I, I I even had mentioned a while back um, I was doing a wire movie. I feel like that would have been a great you know send off for us to do mm-hmm. you know wire movie that was talked about but then it never nothing never you know happened and then i think it was brought up again but uh yeah i, I think you know at the end of the day cause people still wanted to bring it back to wire and i was like yeah you know at this point it's been gone so long it's don't you know they just recreate something else you know that i think you can never go back in time and try to recreate something or continue something that's you know it's been so long if they would have maybe did like another episode another season a year or so later then maybe but you never, but you never know. Never say never. You're doing a lot of reboots, but I think it's been mentioned to David Simon many times, and they were like, "No." I mean, they say if you change some of these laws, then maybe we'll do another season. Certain things they were, you know, challenging the the lawmakers to do. You guys want another season? Then this is what we want from you. And it was like, "Nah, we're good." Oh but, uh, wow! <laughs> so kind of like a bargaining, right? With what? What did they want to see changed? Um, it was just you know David always uh, outspoken about certain things, laws and and things you know even with the drug de- uh, pan- pandemic and everything that's going on, uh, with with different law- laws that are that are created and so he was very vocal about certain things and um, he's always trying to to change and like they just actually did a show a limited series in Baltimore called I think it's called We Own the City. And Jamie Hector's yeah. in that, uh, Trey Cheney. I think I got a other, couple other people from The Wire in it. Um, so they're constantly using, you know, David Simon's constantly going back and using, you know, cast members from The Wire. Even the show he had on um, HBO, I forgot what it was, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, was it Jake? Not Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Maggie. Maggie Gyllenhaal. That she oh, was, uh, yeah. The Juice. Yeah, The Juice. Juice? Juice. Oh, The Deuce. Yeah, The Deuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's it's... It's just uh, one of those things. I don't know if it was, you know, a joke or he was just simply saying, you know, what he what he wanted. But I think he probably was serious. <laughs> um, but people want people want more more of the wire, and I just think that if it's if it makes sense, yes. If it doesn't, no. <clears throat> yeah. But it yeah. definitely definitely a movie would would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, there's so many reboots happening these days, and. Maybe part of that is comfort viewing and wanting to return to, like, in the midst of a pandemic, wanting to, to go back to what we know and love. I rewatch The Wire constantly, mm. and every time that I, I rewatch it, I get more out of it, and I, I pick up on more. Yeah, and, right. Uh, that's why it's so great on, on social media and Twitter and, and this Facebook group that we're part of is to find people that want to talk about the wire because right. my sister and I, it's, you know, we just want to talk about it all the time. It, are people tell, do they say that to you a lot? <laughs> they want to talk about the wire. Um, it depends who it is. Like this, they, they, they will go into it. Like it's, you know, they have the wire Bible. Um, and people are really, um, intuitive of what, of what it is that is going on. And, 
Um, even the simple fact that like you said when you watch something over and over again, now you pick up on certain things. I don't know if you picked up on this, but my wife actually put it out to me. She's like, in one episode, um, I guess somebody was on the table like they were dead, but they were breathing. And, oh. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't catch that. But, you know, it's just like that, that that's possible. Those things will happen. It's like if you get an actor that never acted, you know, no, they don't know what to do. You got to stay still. Your eyes are moving. It's like you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't catch that one. So uh, I was probably too caught up in whatever the storyline was. Um, because it, it can be so captivating, right. but now when I go back, I'll, I'll probably watch for those little things like that. Uh, your wife was, did she watch the whole show? Is she fan? So let me tell you, we had a, we had a agreement. If I watched all of Breaking Bad, she would watch all of The Wire. I've watched the oh. Breaking Bad already. That was years ago when we were dating. I watched Breaking Bad already. She is only on season three of The Wire. She hasn't got to my episodes yet, so I'm feeling a certain kind of way, you know. We, we may not, we don't know if we're going to make it, but we'll see. <laughs> um, I often talk about Breaking Bad versus The Wire mm. because that's a debate that comes up all the time. I will admit that I quit Breaking Bad at the end of season two, so oh, wow. I shouldn't have too many opinions about it because <laughs> I didn't finish it. Um, really good show. It's kind of fun to, to talk about The Wire versus Breaking Bad. It sort of always comes down to those two shows, right? It's two, it's two different, I mean, I think it's two different shows. Um, and you can't really compare. I don't think you can compare because they're two different shows. and Apples and oranges. Yeah, they're told two different ways. And, you know, I think some people can maybe relate from Breaking Bad. Some people can relate from The Wire, you know. So I think they both were great entertaining shows and I love them both. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put them in the same, I wouldn't put them against each other. Like people even saying, you know, Sopranos or The Wire, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's so hard to try to choose between certain shows because especially the Blue Planet, you think about The Wire and all the shows that have come after The Wire, there would be no power. There would be no, you know, other shows that emulate The Wire without The Wire, The Wire because of the blueprint, you know, there was like, you had the corner, then you had The Wire. So all these, like even the show Homicide, all that thing is still in the same realm of the producers. So there is a formula that they had, and they and they figured it out. And even I remember even some of the cops were saying, "Man, I'm watching the wire. You guys are giving up so much information. You you know we're we're listening on the on the wiretaps, and the drug dealers are talking about the wire. So we catching up through them. So it was just like I would get so many different stories. Um, and they were like, oh, you guys with the burner phones. Oh my God, you're killing us right now. Like, because people now are doing that. They're like, oh, burner phones? Okay, let me switch phones and do this. And so people were watching these shows and then going out and doing certain things. They were just like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll come up to me now. Hey, we got you got any burner phones? You got any? Bernard, you got any burner phones? I was like, I think I still got a few left over. Still got a few burner phones. <laughs> uh, that's one thing that's just, really interesting about the show is the technology in that short period of time really evolved from yeah. the pay phones and the pagers to the burners and it, then by the time marlo is kind of running the show there are no phones right. and they have to talk in person and and then in the years since the wire the technology has evolved so much the, <laughs> the story of the investigations would be so different today. Right, yeah. Uh, but the 
meaning of, of the game and the war on drugs and all of those themes are still so relevant. It's kind of like the technology takes a, a backseat to the meaning of those stories. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned uh, work, the idea of working on a project with the, the crew from The Wire. What else have you been working on? I, I know you're doing a lot of executive producing. Yes. Anything you want to tell us about? Absolutely. I have um, a movie out now that I'm a co-executive -produ co producer on. It's called The Son of the South. Um, Spike Lee, Spike Lee produced film. Um, it's a truly amazing story um, by Bob Zellner and what he did for the movement, the black movement, and um, some amazing, amazing talent to people in, in the movie. And it's available on Amazon um apple tv different other platforms and we're still overseas at different festivals um getting awards and being recognized and um it's just truly truly a blessing to be a part of this um the story and you know to kind of to be in the same space um and try to uh get all to make sure i make sure i definitely bury alexander brown who directed it he's oscar nominated um, you got Lex Scott in it, Lex Scott Davis, Lucas Till, Lucy Hale, Jake Abel, Shamir Anderson, Cedric Entertainer, and the list goes on. Wow. Talented individuals are part of this project, and uh, my partner and myself, Chandrella Avery, are, are just honored to, to be a part of this. Um, and people love it. People love the story. You know, sometimes you when you watch people watch movies and they're mad after it because of, you know, you're dealing with civil rights movements and different things that, you know, we have to deal with as African-Americans. You tend to get angry after a certain treatment, but it it was actually a beautiful told story. It was tied up in a nice bow, and it didn't make you feel angry. It actually felt make you feel oh good, because this is a person that wasn't even trying to be a part of the movement. You know, he just kind of got roped into it in a so in in a certain way, and he was like, as a white man, why am I about to get arrested for just being in a black church? And they were like, this is what we go through on a daily basis, just because of the color of our skin, we are mistreated in certain things, and so that's kind of was the wake up call for him. Um, but so it was a definitely a great story to tell and, um, you know, based out in, you know, um, uh, you know, Alabama and yeah, it's just such a great story. And I'm honored, like I said, honored to, to be a part of, of telling the story. And, you know, this is the type of projects that I want to be a continue to be a part of. And, um, you know, I have another film out right now that I'm a, uh, executive producer of it's, um, in a sentimental mood. It's on Tubi. So yeah, it's just continue to continue to you know put out some other projects, and I have some domestic violence documentary that I um, wrote and directed and produced, and so that's going to be hit even you know more platforms in the new year, and I'm excited to 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 continue to blossom as a producer, and um, and just kind of see where see where it goes, continue to tell great stories, and uh, be well, a blessing. We're, yeah, we're we're looking forward to to watching those and and to keeping up with what you're working on. Um, you've been doing so much producing, executive producing. What led you down that path versus the um, staying more in the acting side of it? And um, what uh, kind of draws you to that side of it? What drew me to it was simply um, thinking about, okay, if I'm, I'm going on auditions and what if I don't book anything? Um, what do I do? Do I stop acting? Or do I go out and do I create opportunities for myself and others? So the answer was go out and create opportunities for myself and others. And so I started writing and started 
you know, getting into producing, shooting web series, shooting shorts, and continuing to build from there. I started small, shooting my first project in my house, and then going from there where it's like, okay, now I can work with my friends, I can put my friends in projects. It's not just showcasing my talent, but also showcasing other talented people that are, that are you know, so deserving of it. And that's kind of how it started. And it went from, you know, doing the, the, the skits and then doing the shorts and then doing, um, you know, the web series and, and leading into the point where I get nominated for a web series that I wrote about somebody I look up to, you know, called Eddie Murphy. Um, so yeah. it, it, it was it's definitely a blessing when you can um, have some kind of ownership of content and and people love it. And now you have a, a library. And so now you can tell people this is what I can do with little or no budget. Imagine what I could do with the budget. So it's it's all it's actually you building it's building your your whole uh, platform to to let people know that you what you can do. And so that's kind of how I started. And now it's just graduating to the next level. Okay, I've done the the web series. I've done the short films. Now let's start doing the features. Let's start doing the TV shows. And that's kind of the yeah. elevation of of my career exactly. that I'm I'm going. And and that's what it's about. And it's about people believing in me too. Had I not had people believe in me and wanted to invest in certain things and projects, I, I, I wouldn't be where I am. And I feel like um, I, I want to be able to help other actors that don't necessarily have the opportunities that I have. And you have to, in this business, you have to stay relevant in some kind of way. You know, even if it's behind the scenes, some people are afraid to be, become behind the scenes if they're used to being in front of the camera. And I had to I had to get used to that and, you know, understand like you can be okay being behind the scenes you don't always have to be in front of the camera and so um i've been in the business since i was 18 so i've i've been behind the scenes as a manager i've been as a model model modeling and i've been you know as an actor so i've seen the best of all, all the world so to say so yeah. for me sometimes it's okay to just to be in the background calling the shots telling people hey okay let's do this let's bring this together and then seeing the finished product well uh, and and how like you're the storyteller and, and can tell the stories that you want to share and yeah. as you said have a little bit more ownership over what you're sharing with the world which is which is super cool and it's uh yeah it's exciting stuff did you would you say that the wire opened a lot of doors for you absolutely it got me a lot of meetings too just simply being able to say you know i was on the wire like even i remember going into me to be a pitch meeting at B, uh, mtv and the guy was like, the only reason you got this meeting is because you were on the wire. Like, I was like, I know. <laughs> and so it it's just a blessing when you can be a part of a, something and it not only helps you as an actor, but it helps you on the production side as well. And, you know, that for me um, is one of the highlights of, of my career is is saying that I was on the wire. Like people that don't haven't seen a movie, I mean, haven't seen the show, know about the show. And like, I've heard about it, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm like, what are you, what are, what are you waiting for? So it's some people that are like, no matter the ages, like the, it's been older ladies. My, my guy friend was like, hey, man, my grandmother just started watching The Wire. She loves it. And it's like, oh, my God. So it, it's just age, race. It doesn't matter. Like people, all walks of life have, are watching the show. And um, it's definitely a blessing because, it's like I said, continue to open up doors for me. It's continue yeah. to keep the company, you know, in the conversation because they're like, man, like we were just actually honored. The show was just honored. I want to say was it last maybe last year or the year before um at the abff honors and you know to continue to keep getting honors like a lot of in the when we we're on we didn't get any awards 
And I feel like now yeah. we're well, I don't say any, but we didn't get a a lot of a lot of the the main awards. So I feel like now we're getting our flowers now. Um, people are paying homage and respect to the show, and it's a beautiful thing. So. Yeah, the the legacy lives on. The wire is. <laughs> I mean, I kind of think of it like the Shakespeare of television. <laughs> people uh, will never stop talking about it in a good way right. uh, because of its ongoing relevance and being a, a reference point that everyone has some sort of. If, even if they haven't seen it, like you said, they've right. heard of it, and and the name of the wire rings out. So, um, yeah, yeah, like it's, it, it's really cool for us to be close to uh, folks like yourself and other people involved with the show because it, it's been so meaningful. Yeah, it's. I remember once I was doing Step Up, and uh, Shannon Tatum, he hadn't quite. I mean, he was still fairly new, I think. Um, and he, I remember he was in New York, and somebody was like, "Yeah, Shannon Tatum's like, yeah, he's doing a movie with Melvin from The Wire." And I, I had a smaller, I had smaller role than he, you know. I think I was a featured extra, but the simple fact that I was on the, you know, The Wire, and you know, just man, I, and I texted, remember, called, I think I called him and texted him. And he was, I was like, "Man, thank you for shouting me out." He was like, "No problem." So I haven't seen him since the Step Up premiere. Um, and he's of course changed his number. Um, so I was like, man, I, um, but if I, I haven't, you know, I love, would love to see him, you know, again, cause he's such a, a good dude and, um, you know, always was down to earth and, you know, like he was at the premiere, he was telling about, he's in the movie with me. Like it was just, it was just all love. And, um, I'm always like when people are just good people, like I, you know, I met the rock and, you know, he's just everything he's doing. He, he's like, it's, 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 what do you say? It's, um, is it good to be important, but is it more important to be good, you know, or be nice? Or is that, as they say, it's nice to be important, but is, is it more, is it more important to be nice? So, I mean, I think that he's an example of that, like how you can, you know, be famous, but be kind. Like he's a very kind person, big heart, um, because you know, you didn't come for me thinking seven bucks. He, he had seven bucks in his pocket. That's why his name is company seven bucks. Um, so it's just, it's good to have people in this industry that are really, really good people. Cause I mean, we we've heard the stories. We know people can be shady. We know people can be um, very belligerent when it comes to certain things, and they can not be very open when it comes to fans. And I always say, like, listen, if you have fans, those are the it's it's because of them that you are who you are. So never never. I understand some people can get overzealous. They I mean, all all these different things can happen, and people can just it can just get overwhelming. And I I'm just like. Sometimes you just have to take time. So once you, like yourself, reach out to me, I, I take that very dear to my heart because I'm like, you don't have to. You reach out to me and ask me to be a part of something like this that, you know, is, is, is a, it's amazing. It's a blessing. So I'm thank, I'm thankful for, to you and your sister for, for, you know, reaching out and having me here because it's a platform that I get to continue to share my stories and also continue to build up the legacy of The Wire. Well, thank you so much for saying that. That's really thoughtful of you and we're just grateful for everyone that we have interacted with from the show has been so gracious including yourself and like you said being very kind and, and nice people and interacting with us as fans of the show and generally just great vibes around the wire community right. from fans to crew cast everyone uh, I think kind of bonds over 
how important the wire is. Right. And so it's really great to have you here. Nah, I feel like we need to. I feel like we need to do a show like just about the fans of the wire and just the impact and how you guys had on have on us and you know the the interviews that you're getting. I mean, because we were there was a there was they were working on a project that they interviewed like majority of most of the the main cast from the wire and they were putting something together to do like a, a project and it just never happened like i even have a scene with me and kevin hart we're doing a sketch and he's talking about uh hey man you got any of the burner phones you know we're doing it in a comedy club and we I, I don't have that i was like i need that and so i don't know whatever happened with that but i'm like that would have been a great thing to do like because we all they all went to different places and interviewed cast members from the wire um so i'm like bummed about that but i'm like i need to do if i don't do somebody gotta do if, I, if it's not me but we have to do something regard regarding the you know the, the the wire you know the cast and you know the fans and how the show is still relevant to this day yeah well if you are looking for collaborators collaborators we we want to be involved let's do it that's that's what i'm saying yeah, on right here it. i'll make it you know this announcement it was going let's let's make it happen <laughs> okay, let's make it happen. There, it's on the record. It is. Um. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll wrap up now. I'm excited that we can stay in touch, and I would love to talk to you further with my sister Absolutely. about. Uh, yeah, let's let's keep the wire in conversation and and talk about the the fans and and how the show lives on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you okay. on social media? I know you have Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Yes, you can find me on Melvin Jackson Jr. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also MelvinJacksonJr.com. I'm not a hard man to get in touch with, as you, Kelly can attest to that. And um, I do respond to my messages, so definitely feel free to reach out to me, communicate, let's converse, and um, let's, let's continue to keep the wire wire alive. And um, tell me, guys, how, how you know how the show has affected you and what you love about the show, and let's continue to keep the conversation going. Let's do it. Thank you so much for being here, Melvin. Really Thank appreciate you. your time, and uh, we'll be talking again soon. Absolutely. You have and a blessed we'll one. See, yeah, we'll yeah. see everyone next time. Way down in the hole. Yes. <laughs>